Hi, Dave. Um, it seemed inevitable, but is it nice to actually finally clinch it and uh, you know and have that spot secured? I mean, that's what you're after. That's that's step one for the uh, you know the first step. You can't compete for the Stanley Cup unless you make the playoffs. So that's the first step. So we've uh, accomplished that. We've got. Uh, six games left that uh, we have to make sure we're playing and continue to build our team but I give our guys credit they, uh, the goal was to make sure we're a playoff team and that's uh, that's what we've accomplished now we've got to keep building this team has been pretty consistent uh, basically 10 games in from the season after that mm -hmm. that it was slow start what what have you seen from this club that, that kind of has, has brought that consistency to this team you know what? I really think there's a there's a couple factors. One, our leadership. You know, the leadership group with McDavid, Drysital, Nurse, uh, Larson, and and Nuge do a great job in that room. They continue to mature as as top players, and they really drive that room. That that the Schmidt getting healthy and coming in and have a heck of a year for us. Our goaltending has been very solid. Um, you know, the added depth this year is, uh, has helped. Tyson Berry's played very well for us. So there's just a lot of factors that have uh, our teams continue to build, and we've been able to uh, continue to build in the win column. Daniel Nibjobowin, The Athletic. Hi, Dave. I just wanted to ask you a couple questions here about Jesse Puliarvi, and I know you um, you really were trying to convince him last year to to come back, or you know, in the off season and whatnot. Can you explain that process and, and what you've got out of a player compared to maybe what your expectations were? Well, Ken and I both talked about, you know, I think when we first got here, we we had hoped he would come back. He spent another, another year over there. I know a lot of teams called about him, but Ken wasn't going to just give him away. And um, this summer, we uh, we had some conversations with him, uh, with him and his agent, and uh, talked about what we were trying to accomplish here and, and felt like his game has matured and he'd be a good fit for us. And ultimately, he came back. He was... Uh, you know, I'm not sure how things went before here, but I know he's come in. He's played very well. He's uh, he's fit in very well with our group. He's a big, strong guy. He plays the game hard. He's got good skill. And his game has just continued to improve. And the biggest thing, like, he went over to Europe and played a couple of years there. And to come back and really adapt to the NHL game again and really uh, embrace the NHL game with competing in small spaces, competing in front of the net, the, the hard areas to play in, that's where he's at his best. So he's come back and he's been a very good player for us. I was told that, um, you know, if you if you didn't know he played in Finland, you, you would have guessed he played in the uh, the AHL, just in the, the sense that he went, he, he now goes right to the middle, he plays in the hard areas. Do you, do you see that North American style game in him uh, now? Can, I know you didn't have him before, but maybe compared to some of the video or what you knew about him in the past? Well, I watched more of the video I watched from him was, uh, was when he was playing in Finland. So, you know, we played over here before. I watched some of it, but he was a young player just trying to learn the game and um, you know he was he didn't speak the language he's very young coming over to try to play a, an NHL game and that's hard as a young player it's hard for anybody let alone you know a top picks I mean there's there's uh, it's a hard hard transition and so 
the maturity he's come back with and, and he recognizes how he has to play to be successful over here. And that, that shows the maturity that he has in his game. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Dave, you've talked about wanting to, you know, stay within the system, not give up a lot. Well, in the second period, I think you only gave up five shots. In the first 10 minutes of the third, you'd only given up one, and really it was just off a face-off where they scored. What did you think of your team's play protecting the lead tonight? You know, I thought we were, I thought we were pretty solid. We weren't giving up a lot, and uh, they got the one face-off goal that uh, just a good quick draw. But uh, we weren't giving up a lot, which is we have to continue to prove in that improve in that area. And it's not just not just checking, not just it's our it's our play with, without the puck, but also our play with the puck, the ability to to make good plays, not not turn the puck over at the wrong places on the ice, and play in the offensive zone. And if we continue to improve those things it gives us a better chance to win can you talk about the offensive production you're getting from your back end obviously nurse and, and barry are doing a lot but kulikov with a really nice assist on the cahoon goal and you know bear and jones you've really asked those guys to engage offensively even more just how important is the offense from your back end being to the success of your team i think it's you know it's <laughs> It's a must-have in today's NHL. You have to have people that are have the ability to join the rush, walk the, the blue line in the offensive zone, get pucks through, and we encourage our guys to make sure that we're we're up on every rush. And there's there's a time and place for everything. You can't get reckless with it, but we encourage our, our D that they have to be part of the offense, just like we encourage our forwards that have to be part of the defense. So, so uh, you know, for the most part, our group has been very solid back there, led by uh, Nurse and Barry, who uh, you know have been really, really good for us in, the, in adding offense from the back. But our group is, uh, you know, our group's been pretty solid. And as long as we keep our goals against down, we like the contributions they're making from the offensive side of the game. Terry Jones, Post Media. Uh, curious about your observations with the rest of the night in the NHL. Uh, on the night you guys get your ex beside Edmonton in the standings, Winnipeg loses a seventh straight, and Montreal comes up with this kid Cole Caulfield who uh, has two his first two goals in the NHL are overtime winners, and all of a sudden they're they're both tied uh, for that last playoff spot. Uh, I mean, for the last two playoff spots behind you. Yeah, I mean, you're watching what's going on in the league, but there's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to monitor that. But coming in today's game, I thought our, our players' spirits were were really good. We talked about we needed that one point to secure our spot. So we were we were very focused on what we had to do to make sure we got the X beside our, our, our name. And uh, But you continue to watch what's going on, and obviously you're going to have an opponent in the, in the playoffs, so we'll continue to watch that and see how it pans out. Thank you. Jim Matheson, Postpedia. Uh, Dave, I thought uh, this was maybe Nugent Hopkins' best all-around game. What did you think of him yeah, driving that was, second line? Yeah, he was he was excellent all parts of the game. You know, it was uh, there wasn't a lot of special teams in it, but uh, that line was was really strong tonight. Really strong. They got rewarded with a goal. Um, you know he was solid in the face-off dot. I'm sure he'd like the the one that uh, they scored on, but he was solid the whole night. That that was a very strong game by him in that line. Uh, and you know, what did you think of Tyler Ennis, who hadn't played in several weeks? 
Yeah, he's, he brings good energy. He's, you know, he's smart with the puck and that. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll try to get him a couple games here and get him back up and running. We're, you know, we're going to try to look at a few players. Just it's hard with the call-up situation that that. Uh, you know, we have to monitor where we at, but we had Haas and Shore banged up a little bit, so we got, you know, we got a couple, uh, we got Ennis in there, and we got JJ back, so we'll see where it goes. I'd like to continue to find some games for some guys, just to make sure everybody's ready. But we'll we'll uh, monitor that as we go on day by day here. And Haas and Shore are they out tomorrow as well? Uh, they'll be questionable for tomorrow. I don't think Haas would be ready to play for sure. Shore would be a question mark. Good, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If there are no more questions, this includes tonight's media development. Okay, that is Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave T- Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.